This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So it's January. It is cold and you are hunting deer. On this episode, I'm going to talk about what you need to do to have the best chances for success. Hey, this is George with the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. Today, we're talking about hunting deer in January. What do you do to hunt deer in January? What's different about January? What tactics do you need to use in January to be successful in the woods? Now, let's just start with the obvious, right? It's cold. It's the late season. It's miserable outside much of the time. Why would anybody be out hunting deer in January? Well, there's usually only one reason. There are unfilled tags and you were trying to fill them, right? Regardless whether it's buck or doe, you've got tags, you want to bring deer home. Maybe you've got some deer already. Maybe you've got no deer. Maybe you didn't have time in the er the earlier season. Maybe Q4, you have to work long hours. You've got to work super hard uh, because that's your busy season. And now January comes around and now you've got time. How do you make the most of it? Regardless of the reason, you're out in the woods. I've been there and you're hunting deer. I want to take a deer home. So what do you do? Well, there's a few things to understand about January. This is not just the same as hunting deer any other month of the year. All right, all the cover that's going to go is gone. All the food that's going to go is gone. Everything that's going to change has changed. Deer are in their winter patterns. This is the middle of the winter, and you are out there at a off time of year, so to speak. There's, there's pretty much no more breeding going on. Now, I'm talking about in a lot of your core deer hunting states. Um, you know, if you're down in the south where it's warm, And, you know, the rut is kind of like a three-month-long escapade. 
and you never really get that cold and you don't really lose all your cover. Well, of course, you know, things are going to be different there. But I'm talking about your your states that are more winterly oriented. And so you've got snow a lot of the time in January and just deer have transitioned. They've moved. They are where they are. And now how do you hunt them? Well, there's a couple things you want to keep in mind. First of all, because there's no cover or very little cover left, spooking deer is a bigger concern now than maybe ever before. Right, if you spook a deer, it, it can't just run a hundred yards or two hundred yards to the next cover. Oftentimes it's running across several properties to find cover. And once it covers that much ground, it may just very well change its habits and patterns. And so spooking deer in the late season has higher consequences in some ways than spooking deer any other time of the year, just because it is harder for the deer to find cover. And if you push them to run a mile and they find better cover a mile away, they may not come back or at least not to the same patterns and habits that they had before. So you want to be extra careful scouting, checking trail cameras, going into your standard blind, coming out of your standard blind. You want to be extra careful to try and not spook deer in January. However, this is offset by the fact that a lot of the people who have hunted deer, they're done hunting. So the hunting pressure has really come off of the woods in January. There's a lot fewer people out there. The deer have had some time to settle down and they're not maybe as skittish as they were in the early season or during the peak season because there's just not as many people out there hunting them at this time of the year. So there's pros and cons to the late season. Pros and cons. Um, one of the big pros to hunting this time of the year, and well, maybe it's a con too, depends on how you look at it, is you have shorter days. All right, you just have less daylight. The days are the shortest that they're going to be all year long. Now, some people look at that as a pro. Some people look at it as a con. Why, why, for, why would each be each? So the reason it's a pro, in my opinion, is that there's just... You, you can't sit in the stand for 16 hours. You don't have 16 hours of daylight. You have fewer hours that you can hunt the deer, which means there is you, you can be more focused. So if it gets dark at 5 o'clock, that means you want to be out in the deer woods at you know maybe around 2 or 3 o'clock, right? So then you've got those couple hours. If the sun's not coming up till 7 or 8 o'clock, well... You know, you're, you're hunting from at most then, what, 7 or 8 o'clock to 5 o'clock. It's a shorter day. There's fewer hours that you can be out there. Now, some people see that as a con. They say, well, that's fewer hours of hunting you can do. You know, I don't look at it that way because to me, it's all about maximizing opportunities. And hours in the woods does not equate to deer in the freezer. It is not a one-to-one -one equation. The smartest hours in the woods will always trump the number of hours in the woods. Sheer volume cannot overcome strategy. And so, to me, it's better. There's benefits to the shorter day because you're able to focus your time and spend less time in the woods to try to get those opportunities. Now, that said... 
That's that's part of the game here. All right, because the days are so much shorter, deer have so much more cover of darkness that they can hunt under. Or excuse me, that they can walk and move and eat and do everything under that you can't hunt them. So you've got less daylight means more darkness. So deer are just going to, by very nature, do more at night. Not because they necessarily want to be nocturnal. It's just that's when the majority of day of hours in a 24-hour period is. It's just going to be dark most of the time. And so that's when they're, they've got to do stuff at night. Whereas in the early season, you have the shorter nights and you have much longer days. You're going to have more movement during the daylight just because there's more daylight. And deer aren't going to sit for 16 hours and do nothing waiting for darkness. But it's a lot easier for them to sit for 8 hours and then wait for 16 hours of darkness. So you've got that working against you. The best time, the best way to go after deer in the late season, most of the time is going to be in the evenings. That is when you're going to have the most movement, the most consistent movement, the most predictable movement. Mornings are a lot harder in the late season. Oftentimes the deer are back in their beds an hour, two, three hours before daylight. They've eaten, they're full, they've got all the time that they need. It's not a problem for them. So they're already done and back and then you get out there and you're waiting for movement that's not happening because it already happened because the days are so short. Now, some people say it's because the deer are so spooked they're not moving in the morning. Nah, it's just because there's so much darkness that they're just doing what they do. They're eating, they're feeding, they're socializing, then they're going back to their beds when they're done, and then the sun comes up. You've just run out of daylight. Now, you can shoot a deer any hour of the day, any time of the year. There is nothing that says you can't shoot a deer in the morning in the late season. Of course you can. There's nothing that says you can't shoot them at noon. Of course you can. But to have the most consistent, best stacked odds of success are going to be your evening hunts, especially if you're looking for bucks. That last hour of daylight is going to be your best chance around and on top of food in order to get a buck in the late season. Again, Anything can happen any time of day, any time of season. But if you're going to stack the limited amount of time and resources to when are you going to have the best chances for success, it's going to be the last cap couple hours of the day. Just that's going to do it. Now, I talk a lot about hunting cold fronts and weather change in the early season and the peak season. I don't feel as strongly about that once January comes around because it's always cold, right? So, you know, if you've got a low of 20 and then tomorrow it's going to be five, I don't necessarily believe that's making the deer move more because they're refreshed by the cold. If anything, it's going to be pushing deer to thermal cover. And so that game changes also. All year we're hunting cold fronts. Those are some of the best times to be out, the best deer movement. Those drops in temperatures, those cold mornings, those drop in temp throughout the day, leaving you to a colder evening. Those are some of the best times to be out because you have the most movement. But once you hit January and you've got the coldest it's going to be, so it's the differences between really cold and then stupid cold, 
that's not really refreshing the deer anymore. That's distressing them instead of refreshing them. So that is not so big of a deal. Now, if it's January and you've got a 60 degree afternoon, and that's probably not a good time to be out. Because now the deer, of course, they've got their winter coats. They're used to the cold. It's that warm. It's easy for them to get too warm. So they're probably going to move less on warm days. However, you don't necessarily need to prioritize extra cold days. Unless it is abnormally warm, it's pretty much a good afternoon or evening to be out in the woods. You've got a lot more days where um, you know you have average chances. And so that's good and bad. There are pros and cons there. Some people like that. Some people don't. But the bottom line is deer need to eat. So you need to find food. Bedding and cover matter, but food is king. You want to, If you can find food that is near cover, that's going to give you your best chances of finding or taking deer in January. Food near cover. Set up there on the movement or if it's a small amount of food within range of the food. And then that's where you want to hang out between food, or between food and cover. And they're going to come in that last hour, last couple hours of daylight. And you're going to have your best chances at them. They're going to come in to feed. You always see deer, you know, in a field, at the edge of a field, this time of day, even in the wintertime. Now, if you have the advantage of snow to have tracks, people are often tempted to try to follow the tracks to find and shoot their deer. And, you know, I guess there's different regulations all around the country. Where I live, you can pretty much only hunt archery this time of the year. There's maybe a little bit of muzzleloader opportunity. But for the most part, you're, you're out there with a bow. And trying to sneak up on a deer to get within bow range, following footprints, shoot them on foot, that is not really a very productive method. It can work out. It can happen. Anything can happen. Anything's possible. But you're trying to get within 30 yards of a deer on foot, tracking it to shoot it with an arrow, that's a tough one. You know, if you've got a rifle and... and you know, you can easily shoot them at 100 yards. That's that's a different game than trying to track down a deer and then shoot it with a bow. So I'm not a big recommend, or I'm not one who recommends you following footprints around trying to find the deer that made them so you can shoot them with your bow. Probably not going to happen. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. But footprints will tell you where the deer are, where they've been at least. 
where the hubs of movement are. So if you come out within a day of a fresh snow, you're going to see, okay, where have the deer been in the last 24 hours? And that's going to help you understand, okay, there's, there's a lot of movement through here. That's a place you should set up. Well, when should you set up there? Well, probably the evening. You could also then set up a trail camera there and try to confirm when are the deer there. It could be they're only there in the middle of the night. So it's really not that productive. Uh, my favorite is when you've got a big heavy snow and that snow ends at dawn. And so any tracks that you see by the end of that day were made during the day. So, you know, there's good recon, there's good intel you can get from that. However, here's the thing. You got to be extra careful about spooking deer in January. So you've got all these tracks. You're following all these tracks. You're doing all this stuff. You're out there, though, probably pushing and spooking deer because they can see you and hear you from further away because there's less cover. There's less to soak up sound. There's less to hide you. It's just easier to see you. And... You know, you're, you're out there trying to use the snow to track them down. And that is just a really tough thing to do because the last thing you want to do is anything that might spook those deer off that property or out of that movement. Even if you're on public land, I mean, you could spook them a mile or two miles away and you're never going to see them again in that area. So you want to be mindful. If you find some good movement, don't try to follow it. Just camp out. Just set up your spot. Just get ready and, and get on it. Um, now, in some places, my state included, you know, you've got um, in the, what is it, the, the muzzleloader season, you can take antler or an antler tag is now also useful for antlerless deer. Now, that's kind of interesting. Different states and different jurisdictions have different laws on that. Um, you just need to shoot the deer that you want to shoot. All right. Here's the thing. Some deer will lose their antlers in January. Most aren't though. Most of them are holding on to them longer than that. Unless they're severely distressed or they're sick or they're somehow unwell or injured. Most deer in my area are holding on to their antlers probably till a March. So I don't know why we have that strange law. Um, but hey, it is what it is. It's possible. It has happened. But for the most part, you know, it is not uncommon to see deer that still have antlers come April 1. That's that's still a thing. But probably early March is when the majority of them start to lose the antlers. So, you know, you got this January hunting thing. Chances are most of the time a buck is a buck. You're going to be clearly identified. They're going to you're they're going to have antlers still. A lot of people are worried about them losing the antlers and, and they're trying to get out earlier and it's not really a big problem. If a deer loses its antlers, chances are it was sick, it was injured, it was wounded, it was distressed, it was starving. Something was compromising that deer's health and capability for it to be dropping antlers that early. Of course, there's always exceptions, right? Um, but the bottom line is if you want a deer get out there and get you a deer. If you want a buck, hunt for bucks. If you want a doe, hunt for does. You know, to try to, you know, look for bucks that have dropped their antlers. I don't think that's really profitable because it's not happening that much. And there's not usually a great way to tell. All right. And, and, and here's, I guess I should clarify why people do that. 
Let me just take a pause here. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. So one of the reasons people go out looking for bucks that have dropped their antlers is because they've got an antlerless tag and they're trying to get more meat. And so, you know, they might they might yield 30 pounds off of a doe, but a big buck might get them 60 pounds. And so for one tag, you could get more meat. So if you can find a buck that's dropped its antlers, that's going to be bigger than a doe, and so you can get more meat for that tag. That's kind of the, in general, what people are thinking when they're trying that strategy. And so what I'm telling you is that it's not really a viable strategy because they have usually haven't lost their antlers yet, and if they have, there might be a problem with them. They might not be a desirable deer to shoot. Uh, but the other issue is it's hard to tell. You know, when you're hunting deer with a bow and a deer walks out at 25, 30 yards, well, you've got seconds to make a decision on are you shooting that deer. And so if you're trying to look at its head and see did it have antlers, did it drop those antlers, you know, guys, just don't don't be confusing yourself with stuff like that. If you want to shoot a deer and a deer walks out that you have a tag for and you want to shoot that deer, just shoot that deer. Don't overcomplicate this thing. It's really not worth it. Um, get out there. Enjoy the woods. Enjoy being out. Now, the other thing here that is bigger than everything I just told you is dealing with the cold. Dealing with the temperatures. And so I'm actually going to do an episode. Actually, I think I'm planning to release it maybe even next week on how to deal with or how to hunt deer in the coldest of the cold days. That's its own episode, its own topic. There's a lot of things that can be said and will be said surrounding that idea. So I'm going to go into some depth there. And of course, that's going to apply directly to January hunting. So you want to be out on the lookout for that episode. If it doesn't come out next week, it'll come out soon. That's on my docket to record next. But you know, the cold is a big one, all right? You got to be able to endure the cold um, for however long that you're out there. The good news is you don't need to be out there for super long days because the days aren't super long. But it doesn't take long at 15 degrees with wind to totally just freeze you through. So I'm going to talk about that in detail. I've also did a YouTube video on that subject. Uh, actually, last year at this time I released it. And I've got some other stuff on the way, but nonetheless, you know, you got to be able to dress for the weather that you want to hunt in. That doesn't always necessarily mean you need to spend a ton of money on cold weather gear, but you do need to have some gear with some specific properties. Just the, the, the short, short, short version is layers and barriers, layers and barriers, you need layers to hold warmth. You need barriers to keep it in and to keep the wind and the cold out. So you got to have layers and barriers. That is the way that you make this thing possible. And there's so many other tricks and tips. I'm, I'm not going to dive into it right now. Check out that episode. This is more about strategy for January hunting. So if we could boil it all down into one word... What do you do for January hunting? That word would be evenings. Hunt the evenings. That's the best time, the most productive time. If you're going to be out two hours a day, the last two hours of the day is going to give you the best odds of taking a deer home. 
And, you know, you're going to need lights. You're, you're going to want to be able to do whatever you need to do after that shot in the dark. Because as you get to the last minute of daylight, your chances just keep getting better up until the last stroke of the clock. The last minute of shooting hours is the best minute of the day. So you want to have flashlights. You want to have, you know, a, a light that you can put on your head, a headlamp. Maybe even have a light you can throw on a tripod if you're going to be processing deer or tracking deer. Um, you know, you want to be able to set that up. You want to have a plan in place. As always, that's just standard practice. But you want to think more along the lines of working in the dark. Because even if you, you, might, you might shoot the deer at 10 minutes left of daylight, it's going to be pitch black by the time you start to field dress it. So you want to make sure you've got that sorted out. You've got plans and preparations. And for that, you also need to be mindful of your battery power. Because alkaline batteries do not work super good in the cold. You really want to have lithium batteries for whatever lighting that you're going to use. Especially if those lights are going to get cold. So unless that flashlight's going to live in your pocket the whole hunt, you want some lithium batteries in your late season light kit. That's the best way to do it. You want to be able to make sure you've got the light when you need it. Now, ideally, even if you shoot a deer the last minute of the day, you're going to take a good shot. That deer is going to go down in seconds. You're going to be on top of it within 20 minutes. And, you know, it's not going to be late, but it's still going to be dark. And that's just the way this thing goes. It just seems to get dark even faster. I don't mean earlier in the day, I just mean faster. For whatever reason, you know, you, you get that sort of semi-dark that just hangs in the air in the summertime and in the early fall, but by January, it's just like, all right, it's starting to get dark. It's black. It's just, it just feels like that somehow. So make sure you've got lighting and extra lighting. And what I do, guys, I keep an extra pack of batteries in a plastic bag in my backpack. And so I hate, you know, going out every hunt or every other, you know, every couple months or whatever and be like, all right, do I have enough battery power in my flashlights? Should I change out the batteries? And so I've gone through a lot of batteries that were still probably half good or better, but I'm just paranoid about my batteries dying. And then I learned I just keep an extra set of batteries in my bag. So if the ones that are in my flashlight die within 10 minutes, okay, great. I now just throw in a new pair. But I'm not constantly replacing these batteries and throwing away relatively, you know, reasonable and serviceable batteries because I just keep some extra ones in my pack for whatever sizes that I need, except for the, the uh, rechargeable flashlights, those you just keep them charged up. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. Make sure you head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode. Tons of other episodes, articles and reviews on gear and all sorts of stuff. And of course, the YouTube channel. I would love to hear from you guys, questions, ideas for future shows. Reach out to me through the website again, newhuntersguide.com and leave a review on iTunes if you haven't already to help the show reach more people. Till next time, God bless you guys and go get them in the woods. Oh, that's awesome!
Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.